Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. It is brought to us by those good folks at Cardinal Corner and those also family-run business called By the Yard that make the best patio furniture in the whole world. We'll talk with Jim about that. And as we are awaiting Jim's phone call, I want to mention a little bit about Cardinal Corner. If you've never been there, what a great store. Actually, two locations. If you want to enjoy nature's entertainment, I hope you can see my friends Pam and Lee from Cardinal Corner. Cardinal Corner, among other things, has a huge selection of squirrel-proof feeders that will attract all kinds of birds, from robins to morning doves, from cardinals to finches. And if you want to attract hummingbirds, Cardinal Corner has a spectacular selection of hummingbird feeders and swings, too. Boy, they have so many different types of bird feeders and wind chimes. In fact, if we listed everything they had in the store, we'd be here for hours. You're going to find yourself browsing for quite some time. And the freshest bird seed you will find anywhere. Get their monthly newsletter, all kinds of tips and stories. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Stop in. Let's see Lee and Pam, West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. Call them, 651-455-6556 or online at cardinalcorner.com. You'll find the Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. There he is. Good morning, Jim. Nice to talk with you again on this uh, nice Sunday morning. 71 oh, is I, our, our official temp. 71. I'd say this is a beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah. Wow. We've got 70 degrees in our yard on the northwest side of Lake Waconia. We're located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. We've got... Uh, South, southeast winds blowing and sunny with clouds in the west. Now, yesterday it was clear the entire day, which is very unusual, but I do see clouds in the west here. Uh, House wrens continue to sing on this beautiful day, and I heard just one red winged blackbird trilling. The red winged blackbirds are pretty much done with nesting. I walked near a, um, a marsh yesterday and a couple of uh, male red-winged blackbirds came out and tried to scare me away. But um, they're done, uh, mostly done, and now we're seeing flocks of red-winged blackbirds as they gather. Uh, sunrise today, 5.35, and sunset, 9.01. So that gives us, in the Twin Cities area, 15 hours, 26 minutes of daylight. We have lost... Seven minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and a total of 10 minutes since June 21st, the solstice when summer began in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, we in the Twin Cities area will have our last 9 p.m. or later sunset this coming Tuesday, July 10th. On July 11th, the sunset will be 8:59. The normal high for today is 84, normal low. 64 will be above that. Uh, Records for today, July 8th in the Twin Cities, high 
101, said in 1936, and again in 1974, uh, 44 years ago. The record low, 51, set 60 years ago in 1958. The most rain recorded in this date, a little over 3 inches, 3.07 inches. This date, 93 years ago, 1925. I want to go back to, uh, to this 1936 again when we had a record high here of 101. Um, there was a heat wave going on in the Twin Cities area from at least July 6th to the 17th in 1936 with many record highs still standing. In fact, nine of these days of the 12 have records come going back to 1936. And in that batch of, of records, the record high of 108 on July 14th, 1936, is still the warmest air temperature ever recorded in the Twin Cities. On July 29th, 1917, the temperature hit 114.5 degrees in Beardsley. Now, that's the highest recorded temperature in Minnesota ever. Now, Beardsley is in Big Stone County near the South Dakota border. I'll repeat that again. 114.5 is the hottest temperature ever recorded in Minnesota. We have a waning crescent moon that rose at 209. Did you see it on your way to work this morning? You know, just a little bit. Yeah, I did, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah, and that, that crescent moon will set this afternoon at 405, and our next full moon is July 27th. There is much ponding and standing water in farm fields in southern Minnesota, southwestern Minnesota, um, but where there's high ground in, in area with more normal precipitation in southern Minnesota, field corn is up six to seven feet and even some taller, and some has begun tasseling. Warren Burkle reports that in Northeastern Blue Earth County, that's not far from Mankato, field corn has been tasseling since this past Thursday, July 5th. And Roger Anderson, a fourth-generation sweet corn grower from Blue Earth County at, near Lake Crystal, expects to have sweet corn for sale by next Thursday or Friday. How about that? Well, I tell you, we, we were in uh, Mankato a real brief trip to and from, and boy, that corn was tall. Wow. Just like yeah. you said last week. I know. It's just amazing. Well, Eldon and Mary Westland, who farm between Waconia and Mayer, report that their field corn was as tall as seven feet on July 4th, and their first field corn was tasseling and silking on Friday, July 6th, and that's a week earlier than in 2017. Another neighbor of ours, uh, Richard Ishi, reports that he he was able to pick the first ripe garden tomato, an early girl, last Monday, July 2nd. Also on July 2nd, Donna France from At the Farm, uh, located along Highway 5 on the east side of Waconia, picked the first ripe tomato, and this one was called Fourth of July. There are many varieties of tomatoes out there, and it's kind of fun to think 4th of July 
and early girl were two of the ripe ones from this past, early this last week. A good share of Minnesota's lakes are considered to be warm water lakes. I mentioned this this uh, last Sunday, too. So their surface uh, temperatures can be expected to rise to 80 degrees or a bit higher during hot spells in July and August. Accurate surface water temperatures of lakes should be taken in water at least five feet deep and put the thermometer down about a foot. My brother David, who lives at Lake George, seven miles east of Itasca State Park, notes that yesterday the water temperature was 78. I took the water temperature off the long dock at the Inton Marina, probably out about 250 feet, um, yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, about 4.30. It was also 78 degrees. Asked the people there, and they said crappies and sunfish were biting. Some largemouth bass and muskies have been biting lately, too. Terry Frazee from Green Lake at Spicer was swimming with grandkids and great-grandkids yesterday afternoon, and he reports the water temperature there was a warm 80, 80 degrees at Green Lake at Spicer. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Barker's Island at Superior, Wisconsin, reports that the surface water temperature of Lake Superior, 14 miles off from Duluth yesterday morning, was 56.6 degrees. So that's not real warm if you're going to jump on Lake Superior. And and then, he said, just 10 feet down, it was only 49.1 degrees. He said, lake trout fishing continues to be excellent. Naturalist Matt Shute from Golden Valley and his extended family spent 12 days on the North Shore and just returned home yesterday. They were near Split Rock Lighthouse State Park. And uh, when when there, uh, Matt, being a naturalist and interested in everything outdoors, recorded on his list 42 bird species, including 10 different kinds of warblers, like the black-throated green and the chestnut-sided and, and ovenbird. And um, he said that just listening to birds, the ones that were singing the most were song sparrows, red-eyed vireos, and vireos um, along the north shore there. And during the 12 days, Matt recorded uh, 54 different wildflowers on his list, including uh, fireweed, which has just recently begun blooming. Still blooming are the wild lupins, which are beautiful, bunchberry, uh, native plants uh, like the bunchberry and northern bluebell, and marsh marigolds were still blooming. That's a spring wildflower. Saw 14 kinds of butterflies, including and including quite a few monarchs, but also white admirals, eastern meadow fritillaries, and northern pearly eyes. Oh, I, you know, I just people just can't get enough of that North Shore. <laughs> oh, and I don't blame them. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> I love that place. Say, Jim, should we talk a little bit about summer and uh, the great patio furniture that doesn't get hurt by hot weather or cold? That's right. Do that. Buy the yard furniture. This is a family-run business down in Jordan, Minnesota, right off 169. You can see their great showroom right uh, from that the easy drive. But Jim and I have had this furniture at our respective homes for many years, and I know, Jim, you've said it often, it looks as good today as it did all those years ago. I 
I know. We were using our picnic table yesterday, and I just think how many years it sat out there in all kinds of weather. It still looks the same as when we put it there the first time. Yeah, you don't have to stain it, paint it. People say, well, it's kind of costly. Well, the thing is you don't have to replace it. Uh, once you get your first piece, two, three, four, whatever the case is, uh, you just add to it. I mean, that's that's it. This furniture is lasts a whole long time. Minnesota's premier maintenance-free outdoor furniture manufacturer. And they take no shortcuts, as you know, Jim. That furniture is strong. It's durable. It's comfortable. And like you, you've been to that showroom many times as I have. Oh, yes. And, it's again, check it out. I want to give you a website. They have directions. And get that free color catalog. Uh, it has directions on there too, and the showroom hours and all of that. They're great people. Jim and I think they are th- some of the best families in their businesses in the world, really. We happen to be so lucky to have them right here. Get on the web. A lot of folks do that after Jim's show. Buytheyard.net. Buytheyard.net. Again, that has directions and showroom hours. You see what Jim and I have told you about for years of this great I, furniture. I should mention a couple of our neighbors have them, to, uh, the Buy the Yard Furniture right down next to the water. And I I want to tell you, we've had some terrific winds lately. They're still there. <laughs> and they're still there. They didn't move. That's but true. if they had moved, they would float. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they do float low in the water. That's true. But it's it's great furniture. Just check it out to see what we've talked about for years. What else yeah. do you have, Jim, this morning? Well, Diane and Dave Herring from Waterville were in Ely uh, this, this uh, last week, and they picked uh, wild strawberries. And on the 5th of July, um, the first ripe wild red raspberry. Wild blueberries are ripening, not quite ripe. Maybe they are now. That was just a few days ago I got that information. So uh, maybe they are now, but should be a good blueberry crop. Mary Brislance from Lutzen reports cow parsnip, which is our tallest wildflower. I've seen cow parsnip, you know, 8, 9 feet tall. But uh, wild bergamot, heal all are among the wildflowers blooming. Nine bark shrubs have white flowers. That's a, a native shrub there along the North Shore. She ate her first ripe wild strawberry on July 3rd. Uh, northern pearly eye butterflies are numerous there. The red um, breasted nuthatches and downy woodpeckers are busy feeding their fledglings. So they bring them right to the feeding station. Lisa and Tom Bovers from Fairboat report um, they heard first annual cicada buzzing July 2nd and have heard of each day since from their backyard. And I have to admit, I haven't heard an annual cicada buzzing yet. I don't know how I miss it, but, you know, you can't be outside all the time. You know what, Jim? It's funny you should say that. We just uh, got a uh, text message that uh, said, uh, I heard my first cicada in Wells, Minnesota, Monday. Seems early for them. Also heard crickets over by Bass Lake near Winnebago uh, a couple of weeks ago. So there you go. A couple, a couple, yeah, of, a couple a, of notes. That's a summer form of the field cricket. And Wells on, on July 2nd. Very good. Well, anyway, Lisa and Tom Bover said, tiny American toads just out of the tadpole stage are up on dry land. And on Thursday, Tom saw a black swallow to a butterfly in his first of the year viceroy butterfly. Now, the viceroys are the ones that, that resemble the monarchs. On Friday the 6th, they found tiny eggs and newly emerged larvae, uh, monarch caterpillars, on common milkweeds in their backyard. Yesterday the 7th, they saw um, small green, maybe 
half inch long, maybe not quite that big, newly out of the tadpole stage, common tree frogs at Riverbend Nature Center. Now, I've seen them too, and I see them on like uh, black-eyed Susans and on zinnia flowers, these tiny, tiny little frogs that are trying to catch an insect. They saw a buck white-tailed deer with velvet-covered uh, small antlers. Also yesterday saw a flock of about 60 red-winged blackbirds in a hayfield. That tells us the red wings are already starting to flock together. From their garden, they picked uh, the first ripe cherry tomato yesterday and noticed many bumblebees on the Monarda garden flowers. Julie Brophy from Victoria reports that this past week, Baltimore Oriole, black-capped chickadee, blue jay, and white-breasted nuthatch parents were bringing their fledglings to Julie and Bill's feeding station. Also in their yard, great catbirds have been eating the ripe red osier dogwood berries. And these red osier dogwood berries, when they're ripe, turn white. Julie said that on the night of July 4th, here in our Victoria yard and also at Spring Peeper Meadow at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, fireflies put on nature's very own light show. And for Friday, July 6th, she wrote, in our yard, deer flies are still bothersome. They are in our yard, too. Japanese beetles are here, too. But the good news is that we are seeing many more newly emerged monarch butterflies and also saw a white lion sphinx moth in the garden. Now, that's the one that that um, acts like a hummingbird. And you see them right in front of, hovering right in front of, like, petunias and other flowers. And it's a, it's a moth. Um, Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield just returned from a driving trip to the Black Hills and Yellowstone National Park. In both places, they saw herds of bison. They spotted seven mountain goats in Yellowstone. Other highlights from Spearfish, South Dakota to Billings, Montana, they observed many western meadowlarks. And that's something we're missing so much now in Minnesota. And in the Billings area, they saw both mountain and western bluebirds, Clark's nutcrackers, and spotted towhee. At home in Northfield yesterday, Ray and Marlene Simon, who are beekeepers, saw or, or said that the honeybees were still foraging on basswood flowers, and they were foraging on white sweet clover, Dutch white clover, that's the white clover that, that grows in our lawns, and garden raspberry flowers ate their first ripe golden raspberry from the garden yesterday. More than a dozen types of plants are blooming in their garden, including Rudbeckia, Monarda, uh, prickly wild rose, phlox, wild Michigan lily, and a stilby. Art and Barb Straub from Lestour and Henderson uh, just finished teaching their summer nature neighbors classes for elementary age students, those lucky kids from about age 05 to 12. The students made many outdoor discoveries, including looking for and finding monarch butterfly eggs and caterpillars, and they raised monarchs too, and they released monarchs. They spotted uh, many species of fungi, learned to identify trees and wildflowers and birds. Oh, man. What a great summer for those kids. I have uh, one text I should impart before we leave, Jim. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple. Uh, a lot of uh, Orioles at their feeder. This is from Julian Dassel. 
And yeah. Dassel, okay. And a red-headed woodpecker there eating jelly. Is that normal, Julie wants to know? Uh, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm really happy to hear that. Because over the years, red-headed woodpeckers have had a, had a tough time. And uh, there aren't as many around now as there were like 20 years ago, even, mm. well, 50 years ago, too. Interesting. So that's good news. Why is the sumac changing color a month early, somebody says, sent a text. Oh, think? I think that's from roadside spraying. And oh, I wish okay. we didn't have to spray in the roadside. I, I, I think it's uncalled for. Well, Jim, on that note, we'll invite you back here next week. What do you say? Look forward to it. All right. Have a good week, Jim. Thank you, you very much. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday with more Nation Notes here on 830-WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.